This is Growing Boulder. I'm Bill Schaefer with Mark Middleton, and we always like to ask people, if you could do anything with your life, what is it you would want to do? You know what the most common answer we get is? Well, it usually revolves around music, because there are a lot of people out there who would love to know what it's like to be on stage and in that spotlight, singing to rooms full of adoring fans. It is a shared uh, fantasy, Bill, but here's an amazing story of a woman who really never had that dream, but it happened to her anyway. And when you hear about this, folks, maybe you'll believe a little more that anything really is possible because she went from someone who just liked to sing to becoming the lead singer of the most famous orchestra in the entire world, all because of a dare. And once she reached stardom, what she did then is going to surprise you. So what do you say we strike up the band? So if you will refrain from using your stopwatches, we will attempt the history of jazz in three minutes. Not only did he perform the history of jazz, Duke Ellington is the history of jazz. No other musician had a greater influence on American music. And if you were in his band, you were something special. And if you were a vocalist, you really had to be special. So how did it happen for Kay Davis? A friend dared me to sing for Duke. It was a dare that changed her life forever. Ellington made her an offer right there on the spot. We went to Carnegie Hall, and he called me up. He said, do you remember any memory of Creole Love Call? And I said, I think I did hear that when I was about six years old. And he said, uh, well, this is how it goes, you know. He said, and so I odded away, you know. And he said, okay, you're on tonight. Carnegie Hall, and I said, what is he talking about? So blue, my heart. And you all of a sudden were in the biggest band in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. And for the next six years, from 1944 to 1950, Kay Davis was the voice of the Ellington Orchestra. But her story started back in 1920 in Evanston, Illinois. Since we were black in this little white town in Illinois, we were the only family there. And Evanston was very, very south. It was like living in the south. You could not go to the restaurants. It's unbelievable, but it happened. We went to, we said, well, we're going to fix this. Okay, you were a rebel. Yep. <laughs> it's what gave her the moxie to think that a complete unknown could get an audition with the Duke. And it's what made him realize she was tough enough to handle it. Ellington's orchestra was the busiest in the world. They played the most prestigious venues and some of the worst. And occasionally performing in places where black performers were not welcome. And the uh, manager came out and he said, oh, this is Duke Ellington and a few of his uh, band members. I don't care no more about Duke Ellington, any other Negro. So we turned around and we ran back to the train. I did. <laughs> My feet were moving. And that was life on the road for the big star, Kay Davis. Yeah, but big star. You couldn't eyes. even eat a meal in the, in the uh -uh. nightclubs that you performed in. No with Duke Ellington, you mm -hmm. were stuck with a can of Sterno and heating up the soup. <laughs> right, you got it. 
That was very interesting. It's, it's good you can laugh. What, what else? So here you were, you had achieved beyond your dream being yeah. with the Ellington Orchestra, yeah. but at the same time, it was the most frustrating part of your life because so. you wanted to use it to soar even higher. Mm -hmm. And it just didn't happen. I think you really hit it right on the button. So it was the best of times and the most frustrating of yeah, times. Yeah. And that's why I just gave up. I was so tired. You know. And I didn't want to lose my husband. So I came home and told him and he said, Well you know if you if you make a record on your own, you're gonna to have to travel all over the country because then that's what people were doing. And he said, You'd be away all the time. In other words, take your choice. So I took my choice. I stayed home. <laughs> and you've regretted it ever since? No, 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 not at all. It gave me a wonderful life. So I was very happy. And for half a century, the world forgot about Kay Davis until recently. I couldn't believe it. Nobody paid any attention to me for years. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all these trips. <laughs> Kay is one of the final links to the 1940s era band. Old fans are remembering that voice, and new ones are discovering her all over again. In these times, it's, it's wonderful to be remembered, you know? Like, here you are. <laughs> it's fantastic, 88 years old, and somebody's still thinking about me as a singer. Wonderful. In 1950, Kay was at the top. Yet she chose family over stardom, and that was some six decades ago, and she's never looked back at what might have been. I had a wonderful life, a wonderful life, every step of the way. No regrets, and isn't that something we should all be able to say at the end of a long, long life? What a lovely story, Bill. You know, it's hard not to wonder what would have happened if Kay had chose to stay with the Duke Ellington Orchestra. No question, she would have become a household name, a big-time celebrity, and, of course, all the good and the bad that comes along with that. Uh, Bill, I can't imagine how much courage it must have taken for her to make the decision to walk away for the sake of love and family, but it sure does tell a lot about her priorities, her principles and the kind of person she really is. Yeah, don't you wonder what it takes to make a decision like that, what really goes into it? Because we all end up at some kind of a crossroads in our own lives, and in your mind it's easy to think she never should have walked away, but, but she knew exactly what kind of life she wanted to live, and hey, she gave fame and fortune a try and ended up walking away from it, as you said, Mark, for love and for family. And, and it makes you wonder, what would you have done? I think it was a fascinating story about an intriguing woman who had to make a big decision on how to grow bolder and what it meant to her in her life. And the best part about that story, Bill, once again, at this point, no regrets. She made the right decision. This is Growing Bolder.